1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of Late Night Drive. Yay. (laughs) Fuck. You know what? Whatever. I was going to do that again, but I've already done it like three times. Um, The fact of the matter is I'm caffeinated. I'm excited. This is really exciting for me. This is exciting just in general, and I'm really happy to be doing this. So if I'm stumbling over my words a little bit, that's... (laughs) that'll be why also because I should not like I really should not be allowed to consume coffee as a beverage but I do love it and also I'm a little bit of a masochist and oh I didn't take my antidepressant okay well because I'm on antidepressants okay we're just getting right in there and because I'm on antidepressants now I actually can drink coffee it doesn't make me anxious it does still make me need to shit and it makes me real speedy uh and like annoying but I will try to slow down and and anyways, hello, 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 hello. If you are brand new and you've never heard of me, welcome. I'm really happy you're here. If you're not brand new and you know me and we've been pals for a while now, welcome back. I am so beyond grateful that you are here right now and that you're listening. I mean, all of you, but I do also just want to specifically give a shout out to everybody who has been extremely patient this last year and a half, um, waiting for this moment. I'm sure it was annoying, but honestly, trust me, it was way more annoying for me. (laughs) There was nothing I wanted to do more than sit down in front of a microphone and talk with you guys. But that was not something I could do. So anyway, here we are now. And let's just talk about this podcast for a second so I can explain to you what we're going to be doing here. So this is Late Night Drive. The reason that I called it Late Night Drive is because... I wanted to evoke that feeling of just like safety and friendship and comfort of when you and your best friend have nothing else to do. It's like a Friday night in your hometown and you really need to rant about something and you get in the car and you just drive or, you know, you park somewhere and you play good music and maybe you cry. (laughs) Is that just me? And I feel like those are the most cathartic conversations. And I would always come away from that feeling brand new and feeling like I was okay. And if there's anything that I find important and that I want to do with my content is like, I want us to have a good time. I want us to like laugh and have fun. But I want everyone to come away from this feeling safe, feeling comforted and feeling good about themselves. So that is why I called it late night drive. Because I honestly like I don't I know parasocial relationships. Well, whatever. I don't give a pair of fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that TikTok. Um, I don't. I don't give a pair of fuck. I think of you guys as my friends, my best friends. I want to sit in the car with you and I want to hear about your life. I want to tell you about my life. And that's what this podcast is a vehicle for. Like, It is my podcast. It's something that I own. It's something that is 100% mine. Every bit of this is mine. Every moment, every decision, it all belongs to me. But It's not for me, okay? Like, it's for you. So this is going to be a really collaborative process. We're going to have a voicemail line, and we're going to be, honestly, like, whatever it is that we collectively as a group want to talk about, that's what we're going to talk about. Like, this is a community more than it is about, like, it's not about me. Like, it's about us. I'm planning on having some really cool guests. But obviously, it's just going to be guests who are here to hear you guys, too. Like guests who are going to give you the kind of advice that I would give you. So people that I really trust to do that. Um, and people who I think are funny and smart and insightful and cool and interesting. Honestly, my dream guest, she doesn't do podcasts like ever. But if I could get one person to be on this podcast, it would be be Monica Lewinsky. I think she's so fucking cool um, and just has a lot of great advice to give, but I don't think she'll do it. That's like my reach. But um, if there are people that you want to hear from, YouTubers you love, comedians, actors, musicians, whoever it might be that you think is really cool and you think TikTokers that you think would be really cool on the show, feel free to email, DM, whatever, voicemail line, whatever you want to do. And yeah, that's kind of the overview of like what this is and what we're going to do. But Anything we want to talk about, obviously focusing on what we always focus on, which is like just living your life as a young person, as a young adult, as a 20-something, relationships, friendships, work, overall stress, mental health, and kind of the world as it is. But, you know, before we get into the real podcast, the meat of the thing, the fun part, um, obviously there's some stuff I, I want to talk about, I want to address, but quite honestly, not much. (laughs) There's not much I really need to say here, and I do want to say, like, off the bat, if you are somebody who's listening to this because you want, like, tea or drama or shade or anything like that, I am genuinely sorry, but I'm going to have to disappoint you because I really don't have anything to say. Yeah, I just don't really have anything productive that I uh, want to add to the conversation. Like I don't really have anything that needs to be said that's like a dire thing to get off my chest. It's been a long time since anything went down and like I'm over it. I don't have anything to say. I I have no negative feelings. Like the only thing I'm going to say is the story start to finish. I mean, look, you can add more nuance, you can add more details, but really the story is I had a job liked the job. I learned a lot at the job. And then I decided I did not want to have that job anymore. And then I quit acting like that's some big dramatic thing is silly i don't know like it's in the past for me i have no hard feelings no negativity and it doesn't really serve me at all to talk about it further so that's all i really wanted to say again if you are here for drama if you are here for tea if you're here you here for negativity or anything like that i get it i'm i'm literally not even i'm not gonna like look down on you for that at all because i love drama i love mess I am the first person watching like YouTube drama channel videos, trying to figure out what happened to who and to what and why, and who said this and that. Like I, I do get it. It's just like we're not going to do that here, um, not today, certainly not today, and probably not ever. However, if that's you, if you're here for the drama, and again, I don't blame you for that, and you're disappointed because there's nothing to say, but you still want to stay, you are truly more than welcome to join the community because we are just here to have a good time and be comfortable and be happy and feel calm and like good about ourselves. And if that sounds like something you're interested, again, you're more than welcome to stay. And if that's not your cup of tea, you know, there's the door. But yeah, that that's really all I needed to say about that. Um, I just didn't want to like not address it at all because I think that would have been fucking weird if I was just like, and the last year and a half just didn't happen because I I understand that like when Schnitt talk ended, when that podcast ended, like it did it ended abruptly for you guys. Like it seemed like it came out of nowhere and and i I get that for me, it was like such a long time coming that i that I didn't really think about how abrupt it might have been for you guys. and i I am sorry for that. I, I I feel bad about that. And I have felt the last year like, you know, I don't know this is silly, but like I have felt like i abandoned my children <laughs> a little bit like i i felt sad that i wasn't there for you especially in this last year and a half that so much has happened and like there's been so much tumultuous stuff and also things that were cool and awesome and fun and interesting and sad and scary and weird in my life that i wanted to talk to you about because i think you have good insights and you're compassionate and funny and smart and like i wanted to hear what you had to say about things that were happening in my life and so you know That was really hard, but all of that is in the past, and we're here now, and we're going to move forward, and I'm really excited to do that with you guys. So, should we get into the episode? Because I have a really fun topic for us today, which is the concept of, if he wanted to, he would, and my question for you is, okay, but would he though? And we're going to get into that and but quickly I do just want to say a big thank you once again to everybody who has supported me over this last year and a half because it's been really really hard and I could not have made it without your support and your love and this project this podcast is a love letter for you so let's get on into it you are in- Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, So I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel... Like, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix. Or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp. Because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where... There's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P L-N-D.
0: There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay. So, segment. Title.
1: If he wanted to, he would. Semicolon. Would he? Question mark. So the reason I ask would he is because I've seen so much. I've seen so much about, you know, if someone wants you, they will put action towards having you. They will text you. They will call you. They will hang out with you. They will make it clear that they want you. And while I do think that that's true, I also think that sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, sometimes... We are putting a little too much on the idea that if the other person wanted to, they would and not recognizing the fact that like we also haven't made it clear that we want them to. I mean, dating is scary. It's scary to be vulnerable, right? Like it is scary to put yourself out there. And the fear of rejection, I think, is something we all worry about. So. I feel like if you're waiting for somebody to make a move on you, but the only move that you've made is like, and I'm seriously, I am not making fun of you for this because I fucking do this. It's like, OK, you followed him on Instagram. You liked his first picture and you're like, I do not understand why he is not contacting me to take me out on a date. Well, <laughs> well, it's like, mm, like, I get it that that's like a way that we flirt. But also, are you seriously being clear? that you want this person like is have you have you really to the best of your ability made it clear that you're interested and i think something like that like the instagram like or like the emoji swipe up on the instagram story or the just liking a tweet or whatever i think that works if it's like a casual flirtation or like a a crush like something that you're just like i don't really care if this works out i don't really i'm not i don't see a future here i'm not like trying to be with this person whatever, do it. Who cares? It's fun. It's fun. It's silly. It makes you feel excited. You get that little butterfly in your stomach. Like, oh, I'm so bad. And it's like, what did I really even just do? But, you know, you get excited. Like, that's fine. But when it comes to relationships, um, when it comes to someone that you genuinely want to see again or want to see, period, or you see some kind of future with, communication and being upfront about what you want is It's not just the best way forward, like it is the only way forward. And that's like, that's tough. That's fucking difficult because no one wants to do that. It's scary talking about your feelings, admitting what you want. First of all, you have to know what you want. And second of all, it is scary because what if they don't want the same thing? But I guess the question I always ask myself is like, okay, what if they don't want the same thing? Well, then they don't want the same thing. And I go and I find somebody who does. So I'm going to tell you a story. Um, about jeez, some of my dating experiences in the last couple months. I was just one of my dating experiences, really. That is the reason I thought about doing this segment. So, some of you might know, I was in a relationship. We broke up in August. At the end of uh, the end of August. And, you know, I did the whole thing, you know, I was sad and I didn't eat and I cried a lot and I wallowed a little bit. (laughs) And I went through like sort of the party girl thing. And I did the whole, you know, make out with a stranger at a bar kind of, well, not a stranger, like someone I knew, but like, you know, not someone I was dating. And like, I did that whole damn thing. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. I think I'm ready to like maybe get back out there and go on another date. So a f- I don't know if I would call them a friend. Um, well, I like them a lot, but I don't know. the Kind of like a acquaintance, I guess. A friendly acquaintance. Someone I like a lot, but we're not like close. Okay. <laughs> we set each other up on blind dates. I set her up with a friend of mine. She set me up with a friend of hers. And I really had no expectations for this date because I was like, whatever. Like, (laughs) you know, like I was so recently, I was probably six weeks out of my relationship and I just was like, I just kind of want to go on a date. Like, I just want to be flirted with. I want someone to pay for my drinks. This will probably not be a love connection. This will probably not be anything at all, but it'll be fun. So fuck it. Like, let's let's do it. Maybe it'll be a rebound. Who knows? So I go on this date and to my utter shock, awe and surprise, I actually kind of liked this guy. Um, I actually thought he was like pretty cool, like and interesting. He was smart. He was funny. We like clearly had kind of a physical connection, like mind you, all we did was kiss, but still, like there was something there, and I was really excited about it, and I felt really optimistic because I was just like, oh my god, like I can do this. Like I can date. Look at look at this. I go on one date and there's already a great option in front of me. This guy's great. Um, We went on another date. And it was like a group date. That also went well. Uh, Again, we just kissed and that was it. And we made plans to go on a third date. We were going to go on a picnic, a night picnic (laughs) on the little island. We divvied up who was going to bring what. I went and I bought three blocks of cheese and a baguette. I was ready. I even had a picnic basket. Like I was ready. I'm going to pause at this point in the story to just give you a little disclaimer. (laughs) No, actually, I'm going to tell the story and then I'll give the disclaimer. So I, (laughs) so the morning of this third date we were supposed to go on, I get a text from him that basically says, like, things are moving too fast. Like, I am not ready to be in another relationship. I don't think we should keep seeing each other, but, like, maybe sometime down the line. There were a couple other things he said that I'll keep to myself, but that was sort of the gist of it. Like, we're moving too fast. We're too serious. And we should stop. And. Okay, like okay. Now I'll give you the disclaimer. The disclaimer is, listen. I have absolutely nothing against this person. I I am not angry with him. I don't have any negative feelings toward him. I don't blame him in any way. Like, listen, if someone doesn't want you, they don't want you. It doesn't make them a bad person. It just means, you know, they weren't interested, and that's fine. I have Truly, truly nothing against this person. But all of that said, like, yes, we are going to make fun of him a little bit. You know, we're going to make fun of him a little bit. I'm like, that's fine. Because there's, I literally, I don't mean it, it maliciously. I don't mean it negatively. But like, come on! That is a fucking ridiculous thing to say to someone you've gone on two dates with and like just kissed. Where things are moving too. F- things are too serious. What the fuck are you talking about? Because I don't know what your definition of serious is, but that is not my definition of serious. So I'm like, like, what the fuck are you even saying to me? But like, I was nice about it. I was obviously because I'm a fucking lady, and I was like, that's fine. I totally understand. And he's like, but like, we should like leave the door open a little bit and like make maybe in like a month or so. And I'm reading this and what I wanted to say was, fuck you. But I didn't. And I said, listen, I I hear you. I don't know how I'm going to feel at that time. But I'll say this. I feel like I'm just going to get strung along here. Um, I'm just not I don't really want to do that. So um, I'll let you know when the time comes. In retrospect, like I should have trusted my own instinct that I was going to get strung along. But like, whatever, like, (laughs) if we could all take our own advice, we wouldn't need advice, right? So he sends this. I was PMSing so hard. I, I like for lunch that day, I just sat on the floor of my living room and I ate all three blocks of cheese and like most of the baguette and I cried. And I was like really just generally not my day. <laughs> just like overall, not my day. Um, And I was feeling really discouraged and I was feeling really sad because I was just like, I cannot do this. I mean, dating basically is like kind of just being rejected over and over (laughs) because you have to put yourself out there in a certain way. And if you don't, then you're not probably going to find something real. And so you're putting yourself at risk of being hurt a lot over and over several times. And it's hard, especially because I had just gotten gotten free of like a breakup. And now to like have this happen again, like less than two months later, it was like a month and a half later. And I, I literally was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. So I was really sad. I was really discouraged, but I also felt, I felt like there was unfinished business there. You know, like I genuinely was like, I, I think he's being a coward. I think he's scared. And I like am not done with this. I think that there's something here. And I told him that too. I was like, I think there's something here, but like whatever you want to do. Um, but I was like, I think there's something here and like, I want to pursue that. So I waited a respectful amount of time and then about a month later I texted him and I just said, "Listen. <laughs> okay. To be quite honest with you guys, like if we're all just like being honest with ourselves right now, this was a little bit of a game. I <laughs> I knew what I was doing when I sent it. I I also meant it. It was true. But I was I was being I was sort of playing a game. But I I basically said like, "Hey, I've been thinking about this a lot." And I'm I'm really glad that you ended things when you did. That was the right move. You were right to do that. Because I think if I had received that text, I would be like, wait, what? Like I would have been fucked up over it. And again, it's true. I think he was right to do that. Honestly, six weeks out of a relationship, it probably was a little too soon for me to be going on dates. I really wasn't as over it as I thought I was. So like it wasn't untrue, but it was also I knew what was going to happen when I sent that text. And it did happen. He was like, yeah, well, you know, the thing was, like, it wasn't because we didn't like each other. And basically the conversation ended with us agreeing to see each other again. And um, so we made a plan to see each other. We saw each other again. It was the second first date. <laughs> and it was, it was fine. We took the ferry. We got drinks. Like, we made out more. It was It was a nice date, honestly. The only thing about it that I was like, what the fuck, was this man. this man ordered and this, I couldn't make this up. This is what he ordered at the bar. We went to, he ordered an Irish coffee and shrimp cocktail. Like this was the combination. I'm sitting there with my gin and water. Like what the fuck? Um, like, I think ordering shrimp cocktail anywhere other than a seafood restaurant is iffy. Like, I'll be honest. Like, ordering a bar shrimp cocktail, I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, and then an Irish coffee. Like, did he want to shit himself on the date? I don't. I really don't understand, like, what the move was there. But whatever. Like, that, it's harmless. It's just weird. So another actually kind of another weird thing that happened. We were at my apartment. We were, like, making out. And... But, you know, nothing really further than that, like shirts off, that kind of thing. And we're making out, whatever. Well, well, I was like, hey, you should you should stay. And he was like, oh, I have tennis kind of early in the morning. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. And then he was like, well, what time is it? And I, like, looked at my phone. I was like, oh, it's 11.55. I swear on my, like, on my honor, on my life, this man leapt up. It was like he was Cinderella and he was going to turn into a pumpkin at the stroke of midnight. He leapt up. He, like... Put his shirt back on and like, uh, he sprinted out the door. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? He like, he's like shouting, "Oh, I'll see you, later. I'll text you!" Like, as he's running out the door, I was like, okay, bye. What the fuck? Like, it was weird. I'll be honest, it was really weird. But whatever. And then he texted me kind of the next day, being like, "Oh, so like, when can I see you again?" Blah blah blah. We'll plan another date. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm in Chicago for a month, and then I'll be back, and then we'll see each other. And he's like, okay. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, like. I went for it. I wanted to see him again, and I saw him again, and things seemed to be going okay. I'm interested in seeing him more. I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Like, things were going okay, in my head, anyway. So, (laughs) then I go home to Chicago for three and a half weeks, and I swear, (laughs) he did not text me the entire time. Which, like, (laughs) fine, but also weird. Like, if you're interested in seeing somebody... Maybe you shoot him a little Merry Christmas, Happy New Year text, you know, like a normal person. But no. And I said to myself, okay, if he has not texted me by the 28th, this would have been like almost three weeks at that at that point. I was like, if he has not texted me by the 28th, I'm just going to shoot him a text reminding him that I exist. (laughs) Which, by the way, is like red flag number one, because if you have to text someone to remind them that you exist, don't pursue them because they they are probably not interested so but i did because i'm a straightforward person and i just texted him and said hey you know just texting you so you remember to take me out when i get back i don't really remember what he said something like the gist of it was like uh pandemic but yeah sure sure whatever and then it's been like a month he has never spoken to me again (laughs) literally not a word N- never talk to me again and the it would be fine except that he is the first person to watch every instagram story i post like i'm being haunted essentially and i'm like oh my god okay and normally if something like this happened to me i would be like pretty upset about it i mean ghosting is not pleasant for anybody i mean we all just witnessed the uh, West Elm Caleb discourse, like, we all saw that this is what happens when people get ghosted, okay? They get pretty fucking upset. But I wasn't feeling upset at all. Like, I wasn't feeling that way. And I had to do some soul-searching because I was like, um, I don't know why I'm not upset. I should probably be kind of upset. And what I realized was the reason I wasn't upset was because I really tried. Like... <laughs> I gave it my all. I put all my cards on the table. I didn't hold back from it. And he wasn't interested. And that's okay because I tried. Like, really, what happened was I had my cards. I put them on the table. He looked at my cards and he said, no, I'm not interested in the cards. Like, I gave him every opportunity to ask me out again. I gave him every opportunity um, to, you know, want to see me again. And he didn't. And like, that's an answer. You know, that's all I needed to know. Like, OK, I tried. It wasn't a miscommunication. It wasn't that he didn't know if I wanted to see him again. He just didn't want to see me. And I can live with that. It's not like I put two cards on the table and he was like, you, I don't like those cards. And then I was like, wait, but I have another card uh, and he'll never see what the card is. And maybe if he saw the card, then he would want me. And it's like, well, prob- probably not. But you know, you never know. And then that what if kind of eats you alive. And as we know, the hardest thing about any relationship ending, friendship, relationship, whatever, is that what if of like, what if I had done this or said that or did that? Like, no, I know from the bottom of my fucking soul that I did everything I could to make it very clear that I was interested and I wanted to see him again. And if he wasn't interested and didn't want to see me again, well, there is absolutely nothing I can do about that. And I want to reiterate, It doesn't mean he's a bad person. It doesn't mean like, oh, fuck that guy. It's just like, yeah, like, why would I want somebody who doesn't want me? Because the fact of the matter is, I know what I bring to the table. And if he is not interested in that, and he wants what somebody else brings to the table, then more power to him, and I'm going to find somebody who's interested in my table. My metaphors are getting real mixed here, and I'm sorry. (laughs) But you know what I mean. So that's what made me think of doing a segment about if he wanted to, he would, but would he? Because in this scenario, if he wanted to, yes, he would, because he, I made my expectations and what I wanted really, really clear. But had I not done that, I might still be wondering, I might still be thinking, oh, well, if he wanted to, he would, but I wouldn't really know if he would because I wasn't being clear that I wanted him to. And I'm using him, I'm using he, him pronouns, um, but obviously this is applicable to any relationship, any person. Um, It's just, you know, the expression is, if he wanted to, he would. So I'm just, I'm saying it like that, but you understand what I mean. So being straightforward about what you want in a relationship, it is genuinely all you can do. And if someone doesn't want what you want or doesn't want you, that's fine because there will be somebody who does want you and wants you in such a simple and uncomplicated and beautiful way and sees everything that you bring to the table and thinks this is the perfect fucking table i'm obsessed with this table and that's what we want we don't want somebody that you're like pining over and wondering why they're not giving you the attention you deserve or not giving you what you need like you want somebody that it's really easy to say like i, I want to see you again hey like I wish we talked more or, hey, like, I work from this time to this time and, and I can't text you during that time, but I will always call you when I'm off work. Like, just communicating what you need, what you want. It's true. I, like, as stupid as it is, it fixes almost every problem. Like, there's almost no problem I can think of that isn't solved with just communicating. Um, Which brings me to kind of an, a secondary segment Um, Because I think friendships, we have situations like this in friendships where there is friend ghosting as well. And and I think the checklist of did I do everything that I could do in that friendship, it's a little bit different. And we're going to talk about that right now.
0: Mother's
1: Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Okay, so friend ghosting, now I'm going to tell you a secondary story, a little bit of a different story. So I had this friend. Um, a couple of years ago. We were very, very close. I thought we were very, very close. I don't know. To this day, I'm still a little bit confused about like the level of the friendship, but it felt real to me. It felt you know, nice to me. We were really close. We talked all the time. We saw each other almost every day. Like It was a good friendship. And then the friendship kind of started getting a little rocky. Oh, fuck me. My nail just broke in half. Oh, ah, fuck. Okay. So sorry. All right. Okay. Guys, I've been getting um, dip manicures, um, you know, like the ones with the dip powder. Every time I say dip manicure, I imagine like I'm putting my hands in like dip spit. Ugh, sorry. I'm so sorry for that. I've been getting it and my nails have been growing so so long and and strong. <laughs> and It's very impressive. As you know, me as I'm a nail biter and also my nails usually look like toddler nails. Um, so if you are someone like me who like always bites your nails and like can't grow them long, dip. I'm telling you, it really works. But anyways. Friend ghosting. So, anyway, I'm good friends with this girl. Things start to get a little rocky. I sort of took responsibility for the fact that things were rocky. Like, I understood how she was feeling. I understood how I was feeling. And I understood why there was like a little bit of a miscommunication or like a lack of understanding of like why things were weird between us. And I apologize. I apologized several times. I mean, I apologized even though it really was not my fault. I was being the bigger person because I cared about our friendship more than I cared about our pride. I genuinely tried to build the bridge. I tried to salvage and do anything I could to, like, really save that friendship. And at the end of the day, when everything was kind of said and done, one day, she just never talked to me again. And I had texted her. I had Snapchatted her. And I never heard from her. And I just said, okay, like, I understand. I think that this friendship is over. And it was really hard. I have a friend who's kind of going through that right now as well. Um, She had this friend. They were really close. And then one day, this girl just kind of stopped responding to her text. She stopped, like, responding to anything, anything at all. They stopped hanging out. Like, it was really, really weird and seemed like out of nowhere. And we were talking about this because we were both like, I feel like I don't know what I did wrong. Um, or like what happened. And the truth of the matter with a friend ghosting is like, it, it literally could be anything. But as long as you know in your soul that you tried, like you, Jen, you tried to be the best friend that you could be. You apologized if you did something wrong. You, you know, tried to communicate. You tried to be their friend. You tried to see them again. As long as you know in your fucking heart of heart that you tried, that's all you can do. Because I think friendship, in a lot of ways, it's similar to a relationship, but it's different in that, like, I literally, I can live without a relationship. I cannot live without my friends. And I will not let a friendship go unless it really is time to go, right? Unless it just really dies and it's time. Like, I won't give up on someone. I will apologize. I will do what I have to do because salvaging a friendship is really important. And friend breakups are really hard and sad. And not talked about as much as we should like I'm sure if you think about like your last friend breakup like I'm sure there's a part of you that it still hurts I mean I had a friend breakup my senior year of high school I mean I was 17 it was almost 10 years ago it was like eight years ago and still sometimes when I think about it my heart hurts I get a little bit sad because that's the it's the kind of pain that like it's hard to explain like it just it really hurts to lose someone, and especially if you lose them kind of with no explanation, with a friend ghosting. Because also with a relationship, if someone ghosts you when you're dating, not like if someone ghosts you and you've been in like a three-year relationship, they should jump off a cliff. But if someone ghosts you and you've just gone on a couple of dates, like it's easy to understand that maybe you just weren't their cup of tea. But a friend, like someone who like you were really vulnerable with and you told them, everything and you guys shared secrets and like hung out and had sleepovers and like you were really close in that way it feels like so much more of an intimate rejection of you and of who you are and it i think it's actually more painful but i and i and i i do think kind of the only way that you can feel okay is if you can just tell yourself like i tried i did what i should do i did everything i could That was in my power. And if they didn't want to do stuff on their end, if they didn't want to apologize or accept an apology or, you know, I don't know, whatever is going on in their world, if they couldn't communicate that with you, that is not your fault. And it's also not your responsibility. I saw this TikTok that was basically like, if your partner, and we'll say partner, but also friend, if somebody that you have a close relationship with is upset with you, But they don't communicate that with you if they are unable to tell you, articulate to you, hey, I'm upset with you and here's why. Then it is not your responsibility because that is something that they need to do. Okay. Like normally I advocate for taking personal responsibility, but it's like that's not your fucking responsibility. If you upset someone and you didn't know that you upset them and they never told you that what you did or that you even upset them, they just ghosted you, then that's not your fault and it's not your responsibility like you can just let that go because you did nothing wrong you are a good friend i mean we're all shitty friends sometimes but like you i know you are a good friend and you did everything you could and if they didn't then they didn't um and honestly even if you didn't do everything you could even if like i don't know If there was some drastic, if you didn't like show up at their house in the pouring rain, beg their forgiveness, I mean, fucking whatever. Because again, it really is not your responsibility to read somebody's mind. It's not your responsibility to like beg someone to communicate with you. If they have a problem, then they should say it. So I will say that friend ghosting and like someone you're dating ghosting are fundamentally different in that like it probably hurts more when someone you're friends with ghosts you, and you probably know them better, and it feels a lot more personal. With dating, you can kind of write it off. With a friendship, it's really, really hard. Um, but you know, I had a friend of mine, mm, probably a couple of years ago now, when I was dealing with this friend ghosting situation. I was saying to her, I was like, I'm sad, but I also just I don't understand it. Like, it feels weird. I, I thought we were so close. Like, I don't really know what happened. She was like, Listen. Friendships are kind of like a tree. Um, And some branches are the trunk and some branches are tiny and frail and snap off and some branches end short and some grow long and some grow leaves, some grow flowers, some grow fruit and some grow nothing at all. And some are just tiny sticks, but they still matter. They still make up the tree. Right. Like. It might not go on forever, but it doesn't mean it's not still part of the tree and not still an important part of the tree. So, if your friendship ends, even if it's a ghosting and you're like, what the fuck, (laughs) that person still made an impact on you and they were still important to you. And just because they're not there forever doesn't mean that they weren't a good thing that happened to you and that they weren't a blessing in your life at the time that you had them. Even if it ended, and even if it ended badly, and even if it ended weird, sometimes. Well, I have this urge to like delete all the pictures of us and like whenever something would come up on my memories, just be like, ugh. But now I look at it and I'm like, that was a really good time in my life. And I'm not going to be upset about the fact that I had a good time just because that time ended, because sometimes things end and that is what it is, which I guess is sort of the theme of this entire episode. Not everything is meant to last forever. And a lot of times when things end, it's just so you you can make room for things that are new and more beautiful and better for you in the long run like my old podcast had to end it it had to end and now I get to do this and I get to talk with you guys and you know i had friendships end and now i have new friendships in my life that are so beautiful and so wonderful and this fucking <laughs> guy that like ghosted me that ended and i've been going out with somebody new who is really great and like Doesn't make me question whether he wants to see me again. I know he wants to see me again, and I want to see him again. And I guess that's what I want you to take away from this. Like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be, like, upset and hurt. But, like, something ending is, you know, it's not always a period, end of sentence. Sometimes it's just a semicolon. And it's separating two sentences that are equally important. little grammar. (laughs) Little grammar in there for you. What would what would an episode of mine be without some grammar? So this um was so wow, so much fun and felt so good to do. And before we go, um we're gonna do every week a little song of the week of a mantra that we want to bring into the week, something that's the vibe, something that's the feeling. And because we were kind of talking about things ending but being a good thing, the song this week is Not Sad Anymore by Clara May. This was like the anthem of my breakup. I would play this song nonstop because I heard it once. And there's this lyric that's just like, basically, it's like, I'm not sad. I All of a sudden, I realized I'm not sad anymore. And I was really sad at the time that I heard it. And I thought, I'm going to put this on my breakup playlist. And one day, I'm going to feel this way. I'm not going to be sad anymore because I... I know that there's more out there for me. And sure enough, that happened. And I love this song a lot. And I I think that it might be helpful to some of you. So that is the song of the week. And yeah, I guess that's it for our very first episode. How did we do? Next week, of course, we'll do some user DMs. We'll do some other fun stuff. But this was kind of just what was on my mind that I wanted to talk about today. And yeah. Wow. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you want to follow Late Night Drive on Spotify, Apple Music, it's going to be everywhere you can find it, but um, give that a subscribe. If you want to leave a five-star review, I'd really appreciate it, but you know, no pressure at all. And what else do we need to say, besties? Oh, um, if you are a Taylor Swift fan... We are probably not going to talk too much about Taylor Swift on this podcast, but it's because I have another Taylor Swift uh, podcast <laughs> with Spotify's live audio app, Spotify Green Room. And I do that every Monday at 7 p.m. You can listen to it live and then. Every Thursday in the morning, the episodes are uploaded onto Spotify. So you can find that. It's called Taylor Talk. If you just want to talk about Taylor Swift, that will be the place for that. Merch is coming soon. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, thank you so much. I really can't, I I cannot even name how much I appreciate you listening to this. I love you so 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 much i hope you have a fantastic week i hope that this is the best week of your fucking life and as always have a good day have a good night wherever you are whatever you're doing i hope it's a good one and i will catch you on the next one (laughs) bye Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot L-N-D.